Yes, I've just gone uh, 4.40 uh, Central African time. Uh, we are joined uh, by the Amir of Amarka Sahaba, the voice of the Al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, our very own uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein. Uh, Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful Saturday morning. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum to you, Brother Shafat Ahmed Khan. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Junid Muta, Dawood Muta, and Zakaria Muta. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Bismillahi ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Rabbish rahli swadari wa yasilli amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 14th of Rabi'ul Awal 1445. Even now, if you look out of your window, you will see the full moon, Laylatul Badr. That is the night of the full moon, shining in its beauty, glory, and majesty. And Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is informing us in chapter 29, verse 22. وَمَا أَنْتُمْ بِمُعْجِزِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ And none of you can escape the punishment of Almighty Allah فِي الْأَرْضِ nor in this earth وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ And nor in the skies, nor in the terrestrial creation, nor in the celestial creation. None of you can escape. None of you can frustrate the divine decree of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. So many people run away from this country, that country, and say that we don't want to die in this country. And lo and behold, the country they go to, and there they pass away, either in an accident or either natural death and so forth. So remember, when the time comes for punishment, nobody can escape it. Therefore, we should always beg Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, Chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, Verse 201. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana. Oh, beloved Allah, grant us in this worldly life the hasana, the good things that are permissible. Wa fil akhirati hasana. And in the year after the goodness, that is Jannatul Firdausil A'la, seeing Bari Ta'ala, to see Almighty Allah Jalla Wa'ala Himself, and Waqina Azab An-Nar, and O Almighty Allah, you save and protect us from the punishment of the fire. وَمَا لَكُمْ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مِنْ وَلِيُّ وَلَا نَصِيرٌ And there is not for you anyone besides Almighty Allah, any protector or any helper. Therefore, as Muslims, we should always be reading chapter 3, verse 173. Chapter 3, Surah Al-Imran, verse 173. حَسْبُنَ Allah alone is sufficient for us. Almighty Allah is the best dispenser of the matters and our affairs. And with that we add chapter 22, 
78, the last line, And he, Almighty Allah, is the best protector and the best helper. So in that way, they Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, will envelope us in his special, special mercy. And we should read chapter 7, verse 151. And that is, rahimin. Oh, beloved Allah, that include us in your special, special mercy, and you are alone, wa anta rahimin. You alone are the most merciful one to show mercy. Such wonderful, beautiful verses that have a potent and powerful message for humanity and posterity. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim on this Mubarak day of Rabiul Awal, the 14th of Rabiul Awal. Let us take you nationally, globally, internationally with the news, views, and interviews so we have some insight and we must realize what is really happening in the world. Therefore, the fuqaha and the jurors and the scholars of Islam have written, If a person does not know what is happening in his era, in his period, in his time, then in reality that person is ignorant. How are you going to solve the problems if you don't even understand what is happening? So we have to give solutions, but before the solution we need to analyze and understand the problem itself. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Said, said incident in Pakistan yesterday in Balochistan. More than 50 people passed away and a person came there. Now these are all paid people, remember that, to cause harm to the Muslims. There was a seerah to Nabi Jalsa, or Miladun Nabi Jalsa, and he was speaking about the Prophet Muhammad Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam. A person come, they call him the Western media, the suicide bomber, and then he bombs himself up and kills himself, and Allah forbid, so many others also pass away. So remember that according to the latest figures, they said 52, 53, but it might be much more as well. There in America, there's a lady, Feinstein, and she died. She's 90 years old. She was the longest-serving Jewish senator in America, so remember, a great supporter of Israel, we say good riddance to her, just like Madeleine Albright, the Jutli dispatched to hell. So remember, this is all Matilda's sister. More and more will get kicked out or disgraced, just like Menendez. Menendez was the architect of the sanctions against Putin and Russia. And today, everybody knows that how much money he collected in the bribery, corruption scandal, how many bars of gold he collected and he's a staunch supporter of the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel. Listen to this Israeli style justice, the Haramis, the most despised people on the face of the earth. They are a cursed nation, not a chosen nation. An Israeli settler, a killer of Palestinians. So now he is barred from the West Bank for several months. So that will be the punishment for him. He murders the Palestinian, one, two, three, whatever the case might be. And now they say, no, you can't enter the West Bank and so forth. So you tell me, is that justice? Is that a recipe for peace or disaster? Therefore, we say the only language these Haramis will understand is one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. Listen to the next story. 
Brother Shafaat, this is a juicy, loosey story. Now there is a Palestinian guy. He's in jail. He's a prisoner. So there's a female Israeli security. You're listening nicely, all you listeners, right? Of Radio Ansar International and of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Al-Sunnah Jama'ah. Inside is the Palestinian prisoner male. And remember security there, we saw this other one times whenever we travel in, they just stop you and they have these females and they're arrogant, you must remember the way they'll treat you. So this female Israeli security guard, she falls in love with this guy. She says, I don't like the Jutlas, I like the Palestinians and then they have sexual relations there inside the prison. So this is, obviously, we're not justifying it, but we're trying to tell you how corrupted these people are and how you must remember they will go to the lowest of lowest of levels, remember. Putin and Russia say they want a strong Latin America, South America, so they can build the block more and more against America. And remember that if you see Lula Day in Brazil and you see in Chile and you see in Colombia, and all these places there, and we went to all these places, then you will find majority of them are left-wing and against America and against the apartheid terrorist regime of Israel. So that's a good move. Remember, Putin is an old hand in all these things here. He's a big harami, but he knows what he's doing. So Putin calls for new global economic change. We must bring changes to the global order regarding finances, economics. We can't be relying on the dollar. We have to de-dollarize. And it's happening now. So many countries are trading in the yuan or in the ruble or in the rupee or in the dirham, dinar, whatever they have. And America can do absolutely nothing about it. It is the ending of the empire, and that is all, my dear Allah, sister. Every empire, every nation has their expiry time. Now look at UK. Since Sunak came there, they're no more interested in Sunak. They say you have destroyed our country. Inflation is up. And listen, what else is up? The number of gays, the number of homosexuals in Britain has shot up by 50% in the past five years. Can you imagine a nation that is supposed to be a first world country, the colonizers, when we were in primary school, then the teachers were given, you know, that slave treatment, intellectual slavery, that, you know, there was a British Empire and the sun would not set on the British Empire. So such a great colonizer they were. And they did this. They were a bunch of crooks. That's what they were. In the words of Shashi Tharoor of India, Ye to Chor Bazaar hai. All these museums you see in London and all, they were looting. Ye looting is a word in Urdu. So that word entered the English lexicon, you must remember, looting. They were stealing all the time from India, from West Indies, from South Africa. And now they don't know where the entry is, where the exit is, the haram is. They don't know where the parking is. They don't know where the loading zone is. Just park anywhere. And that is their modernism. Curse beyond such a nation. And then the Ukrainian children, white, white children. Who bothers about the Somali children or Syrian children? Who bothers about the Palestinian children? 
But Ukrainian children are finding it very hard to adapt and to adjust. Remember, they in UK because of the language barrier, the culture barrier, and so forth. Now, that's a big problem, and they don't have enough academic staff and teachers to teach them. Now, listen to this now. You see, when all my was to disgrace you, Chapter 22, verse number 18 of the if you look for it in the map, you might find it with some difficulty. So he had to attend a conference, the Pacific Conference, they call it, and then all these islands and countries had to come, and Biden supposed to address them. So he, the Prime Minister of Solomon Island, said, me, I don't have time to listen to Biden. He can fly a kite. I got much more important work back home. So he skipped that meeting and conference and said, Biden, in simple terms, go to hell. I don't have time for leaders in, in nappies, you see. So that is Solomon Islands. Well done, Prime Minister. So we want these guys. You see the Jutlas, the Haram is the cursed nation. Today, after sunset, day in Tel Aviv, day in Jerusalem, in Beersheba, in Haifa. So 39 consecutive weeks, this will be the 39 consecutive week, they'll be marching, protesting against the illegal, illegitimate government of BB, the war criminal, Ben the super terrorist, and Smotrich, which is not coming down, you must remember. He wants to steal more and more land of the Palestinians there in the West Bank and so forth. The Houthis, who are 100% Shias, and Shias are not Muslim, so they attack the Bahraini troops, you see. Bahrain are the chumchas of Saudi Arabia. Bahrain are the sidekicks of Saudi Arabia. So this is how Iran plays the game. I told you, the Shias are Haramis. Non-Muslims they are. So they told Saudi, we will make peace with you. And if you know Bahrain, Bahrain, the ruling party are Sunni. But majority of the people in Bahrain are Shia. So now the Houthis say, we're going to attack you because we want democracy there. So democracy means that the Shias must rule. How they are ruling in Iran, how they are ruling in Iraq, how they are ruling there through Hezbollah, what we call Hezbollah Shaitan in Lebanon, how they are ruling there in Yemen, how they are ruling there in Syria. So they want more and more Arab capitals under their wing and under their authority and jurisdiction. So the Houthis, not Houthis, Houthi, what I saw, the Houthis are attacking the Bahraini troops, and now that is another place to watch because Bahrain, small little country, and Iran will support the Houthis, and Iran is a major power, and they'll finish them up in one week if it goes into full-blown war. Thereafter, there is state of emergency in New York. You know, there's floods there again. So Yetu Kudrat Ka Karishma here, how Almighty Allah punishes them. They say they are the superpower. Almighty Allah sends hurricane. Allah sends fire. Allah sends rain. And they cannot prevent themselves. You heard today's lesson. وَمَا أَنْتُمْ مِمُؤْتِزِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ 
you cannot escape the punishment of Almighty Allah, no on the land or in the sand, and no in the skies and in the heavens. Wherever you are, Almighty Allah wants to punish you. He will blow you up to pieces and smotherings, whether you have nuclear, whether you have the best arms, or you have nuclear or whatever you. So big problems in New York. And then when we come to Trump, Trump is leading Biden by double digits. He's leading the Republican back as well. There's no one to touch him there. They bring more and more judges. You know the whiteies. So the whiteies love the white man. So that is what they are doing. So he collects more money from his supporters and his votaries. They're going to vote for him. And remember that Biden, he's also worried. He's so old. And now the Democrats are worried themselves that what's going to happen. So Trump says, you go to hell. I'm not interested in your people's stories. All this is political persecution. You know, Trump, he got all these terms. So must remember, he calls it PP, political persecution. And our South Africa, how can we forget? So now you've got the company. You know, everything is falling apart in South Africa, courtesy ANC. Your ESCOM, you got problems with power. Then with water, you got problems. Then your trains, you got problems. Then your air, your South African airways also got problems. Now Transnet, remember Transnet are your ships and all these type of things. How the people supposed to transfer Transnet, you see? So there, the CEO resigned, the CFO resigned. So they're running a company that is rudderless. So that is what's happening in our beloved country, South Africa. And then in where we stay in Asia, so there I see they're charging the people. You better cough up. If you don't pay immediately, so they are disconnecting them. You die, patala, no pay, no play. So the electricity, no more for you till you pay. The bills are going in millions and billions. Soweto, Indonesia, so many places. So that is our South Africa. Today, mashallah, the 14th of Rabiul Awal. For me and our family, it's a special, special day. My sister, mashallah, day in Trichat, near Sakunda, Petal, King Ross. So, mashallah, my sister's granddaughter, Zainab Hanika, will be performed, inshallah, with brother Ashraf Umar of Binoni. And the Nikah time, the proceedings will start today at around 12.30, inshallah, in the Trichat Masjid. We request all the listeners to make special, special dua. Allahumma al-zukhum al-ulfa wal-mahabba wal-mawadda. May Almighty Allah bless them, keep their jewelry salamat, bless them with pious, pious children, and grant both families, inshallah, the Osman family, Mona Ismail Osman, his father and parents and all of them, and our daughters, mashallah, Hanifa is my niece, and now my grandniece, and that is Zainab. Allah Jalla Allah bless them all and Allah show my sister many many more occasions of joy and happiness okay my brother Shafat I'm right here by the beach so now <laughs> there's some noise you know of the ocean so we need to speak but loud and then we can fire up for the questions inshallah Aziz well there's a motion in the ocean here Mufti Saba this question says uh, we love your show Mufti A.K. Hussain some poor Muslims are accepting hampers from non-Muslim sources is this permissible, Mufti Saab? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In a case like that, we, the Muslim Ummah, we should take a good look at ourselves and remember introspection is required. 
So when we speak of zakat, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala speaks of the compulsory charity and who are the recipients? Chapter 9, Surah Tawbah, verse number 60. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala says, Inna lil fuqara. So eight different categories are mentioned. So we must go and investigate. There are so many Muslim organizations that are collecting money and I have very little confidence in majority of them because some of not some majority of them are pocketing a certain percentage of it and they use it for their wages, they use it to upgrade their offices and whatever you so that's an indictment upon us. We are supposed to be the people that we give our voluntary charity, our sadaqat, our khairat to the non-Muslims. And it happened, you know, in Durban during that riots and so forth. How many communities, white, black, green, pink, yellow, people who had misgivings about Islam and Muslims, when they saw the generosity of the Muslims, then I was now here in Amenzim Toti, and there in the wall, they have all these notices there, which the brothers, mostly whites, they said, and they, how they thank the Muslim community for their generosity during their hour of need. So obviously, if a person is really poor and out and so forth, and you take from the non-Muslims, so is it permissible? So it will be permissible provided that they're giving you food or drink that are halal and not haram. But is it desirable, advisable? Definitely not. That's an indictment upon us, the entire Muslim community. We have so many resources, so many organizations, and the problem today is every party, every organization is happy with what they got. Everybody wants to become a chief in their own kraal, and that is one big problem we are facing in South Africa and nationally, internationally. That is the hazub. The hazub means that you become your chief in the kraal. You want to be the big shot and so forth, and then the collection starts. And that is how ulama and scholars disgrace themselves. And remember, then they compromise, they can't speak the truth. Because why? If a person is giving money, then they have to look what he's going to say. They don't want to upset him and now move and shake the ship and the boat. You must remember that. So that is the big problem we're facing. Uh, Errol says, I have confidence in AK. Although dad had a Muslim name, he used to drink and abuse the family. When he passed away, his sister claimed his body and gave him Muslim rights. But we, his kids, are Christians. We are told by the sister not to come near them. Why is this a Muslim thing, Mr. AK? Mufti? My brother, here there are three issues. If your father had a Muslim name and he used to pray and so forth and so on, maybe not five times a day, but he used to pray and he believed in Islam. But yes, we all have our weaknesses. So occasionally, sometimes or many a time, is to drink alcohol, maybe ill-treat your mother, Allah forbid, maybe ill-treat the children and so forth. Obviously, all that must be condemned and cannot, cannot be condoned. We must be clear on that issue there. He was supposed to treat you very, very well. So that will be an invitation towards Islam because you say he was a Muslim. So nevertheless, now he passed away. And then the Muslim community said that, see, he's a Muslim, although he had some bad habits. 
So then they gave him the Muslim burial, or they will give him the Muslim burial today, and so forth. So is that correct? Yes, that's correct. We must remember that as long as he did not go to the church or he didn't utter anything against the fundamentals of Islam or reject the articles of faith, so on the prima facie evidence, he'll be considered a Muslim, and then all Allah is the sole judge, remember. But for worldly purposes, we will say he passed away as a Muslim. Second one is this. Let me just turn the scenario the other way around. Let's say a non-Muslim passes away. Are we Muslims allowed to go there and participate in that funeral, in that memorial service, to go to the church or temple or synagogue? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us in the Noble Quran, chapter 9, verse 84, وَلَا تُسْوَلِّ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ مَاتَ أَبَدًا وَلَا تَقُمْ عَلَىٰ قَبْرِهِ You Muslims, you're not allowed to go and pray for the non-Muslims after their death. While they're alive, you pray for them, Almighty Allah, guide them, bring them to the truth, and show them the true light, radiance, and effulgence. But after their death, you can't pray. You cannot go there and pray for them. وَلَا تَقُمْ عَلَىٰ قَبْرِهِ You can't go to the cemetery graveyard. إِنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ they rejected the oneness and uniqueness of Almighty Allah. They rejected Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, Sallallahu the final prophet and messenger. So that is what we have. So similarly here, when your father passed away, so remember that you can go and say that, you know, you want to see what's happening. So you go to the graveyard, cemetery, whatever, but you stand right outside. You don't come inside. And you must remember, so you see the beauty of Islam. We don't have coffin, we don't have a box, and everything is very simple. We will have a bathing process that the Muslims will carry out. We will have the shrouding process for a male, then three pieces of white material, calico, and for a lady, five pieces. And thereafter will be the funeral prayer. And you can stand far outside the boundary of the graveyard, and if the prayer is taking place there, you can witness that. And then the actual burial. So in Islam, everything is very, very simple and straightforward. Why? Islam is a global religion. It caters for the wealthy, for the middle class, for the poor and the needy. And then we give them a very, very simple, remember, burial. No all elaborated, you know, bring this one and this one. and No, 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 no. Because, remember, it is not our wealth, it is not our status in this world that is a criteria. It is our actions that are the criteria. And Quran Sharif states, وَمَا دُعَاءُ الْكَافِرِينَ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالِ That the non-Muslims, their prayer will just lead to more astrayness. So therefore, in our prayer, we don't want you must be there. So 100% that is correct. But you want to be a witness to see then you stand outside the graveyard and then you can do that. So we can't stop you because that we got no jurisdiction there as well. So that is your right. You can stand. There is no problem. So that is our Islamic rationale and reason for that. Uh, Teren says, I am an argumentative uh, Christian and I love engaging Muslim people, but most of them just ignore me. Are they afraid that the Prince of Peace will show them the truth? Mufti Saab? Yes, the Prince of Peace. I like that term, so you must remember. So now we have to look for the Prince of Peace. Who is he? 
So now, my brother, you say that you want to go and argue or debate or discuss with the Muslims about Christianity. Leave them. I ask you three, four questions, and then you must answer me and what you say about it. So you, my brother, that which by <coughs> sorry, which Bible do you believe in? You know, you have the King James version. Then you have the New International Version. Then you have the New Edition Bible. So you have so many different versions of the Bible that the virgins are also confused and you're blowing their fuses. So you know the words are not the same. You know what I'm talking about if you know Christianity and Christendom. The Protestants, Catholics, you have the apocryphal verses and so forth. If you know Christianity, so which one do you? Number one. Number two, show me one person in the entire big world, wide world, who has memorized and by heart the Injil, the Gospel, the Bible, revealed to Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, in its pristine purity, the original one. Even the Pope can't do that. When we challenged the Pope and told him, Mr. Pope, whether it was him, Francis, or Benedict, and so forth, we said you must read the Bible in the original language by memory from cover to cover in the original language revealed to Jesus, peace be upon him. So the answer came from there. There is no hope for the Pope. So what you say, my brother, we can produce to you here in Durban and South Africa over 1,000, 10,000 people in South Africa and in the world millions of Muslims who have committed to memory and bayhearted the noble Qur'an in the original language, in the Arabic language, the same Qur'an revealed to Prophet Muhammad, Mustafa, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 6,236 verses, 114 chapters, and in his pristine purity, chapter 15, verse number 9, Inna nahnu nazzalna zikra wa inna lahu lahafizun. Surely, definitely, we revealed the noble Qur'an, the reminder, peace me gradually. And definitely, surely, we will protect it, preserve it, no addition, no omission, no interpolation. Can you say the same about the Bible, the gospel, my brother? Definitely not. Third one, if you say Jesus is God, what you say, Prince of Peace, then how come God could not help himself? You say that he was crucified and your crucifixion took place. Is this fiction or is it the truth? It's fiction. Almighty Allah teaches us in the Noble Quran, Wama Fatalu, Wama Salabu. So remember, nor did they murder him and kill him for Jesus, nor did they crucify him. The Jutlas, the Haramis, the Jews, they said that we killed him and we murdered him. So therefore, the Juttas cannot escape that. They are a murdering nation, remember that. They murdered the prophets and messengers like Zacharias and John the Baptist, and they tried to assassinate and murder Jesus, peace be upon him. They tried to murder and assassinate Prophet Muhammad Mustafa, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi So we must be clear on all these issues. If you say he is the only son of God, so what God is that he can't help his only son and so forth? So how are you going to help you? So my brother, don't be Alice in Wonderland. You need to come to the truth. Chapter 61, verse number 6. Write it down, brother. Chapter 61, verse 6 of the Noble Quran. 
All might Allah teaches us, what did Jesus tell his people? I am the last messenger of the Israelites. My mandate is for a specific time and specific place. And thereafter, chapter 61, verse 6, وَمُبَشِّرًا بِرَسُولِيَّاتِ مِنْ بَعْدِ اسْمُهُ أَحْمَدِ That I'm giving you the glad tidings. The last and final messenger will come for international purposes, global purposes. He was, he is, he will always be the last and final messenger. His name will be Ahmad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ahmad Ahmad means I praise all Allah the most in the universe. And his name is Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa Allah praises him the most. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Nami Nami Ispigrami is mentioned four times in the Noble Quran. Chapter 47 is dedicated to the greatest and most beloved and most precious to all Allah in the entire universe. Ahmad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, chapter 61, verse 6. The Nami Nami Ispigrami, honorable, blessed name is mentioned once. So what you say, my brother? And let me give you one more thing which you don't want to accept, but it's the truth. I went. You haven't been there, maybe. So you see what you call the Holy Safalka. You say Jesus was born on Christmas Day. What big fat lie that is. If you go to Palestine today, occupied Palestine in December is midwinter. The Quran speaks about Rutaban Janiya, when the Milad Mubarak, the auspicious, honorable birth of Isa, Jesus, peace be upon him, took place miraculously. It was summer. So it was June, July time. That is when Rutaban Janiya, the fresh, fresh dates come. When you go to the Bible and go and read Luke, go look at Luke, L-U-K-E. Then the animals were grazing and so forth. So that would happen in winter. You see how you cook things up because the masses are asses and you fool them. Your Easter you cook up. So you say that Jesus was. That the Bible says that how, how Jonah was three days in the belly of the fish. So Jesus will be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth. So what happens then? So Friday evening you say he was crucified. So Friday night he is in the belly of the earth. Saturday he is in the belly of the earth. According to you, we reject all this as Muslims. And Saturday night, remember, is in the belly of the earth. Sunday morning when Mary Magdalene comes, then there's nobody in the tomb, no one in the grave. So it was two nights and one day. So where is, well, who's speaking the truth, the Bible, or you cooked everything up? So you must remember that Holy Safarqa Kanisa Tulkiyama, the Church of Resurrection, I went right inside there. You, my brother, it is the holiest church in Christendom. Who is in charge of the keys of the greatest church of Christians? From the time of Salahuddin Ayyubi Al-Kurdi, Saladin the Just, 1187 till now, you must remember the Muslims are in charge. CNN carried the whole documentary. Go to their website and you will read it. So that Muslims are looking after your church, the holiest place. You still want to discuss, my brother? So you go and research all this and go ask the Pope and pastor and priest. And if you're looking for the Prince of Peace, then you come into the fold of Islam. And if you're not prepared to do so because of your arrogance and ignorance, we will continue praying for you. In my time is up, my brother Shafat Ahmad Khan. Jazakallah khairan. 
And to you, the listeners, make dua. Today I have to return for our family function. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.